Welcome back to Strictly Footy Lads, another week, another podcast, another season review. This week we got the Dolphins, but first of all, Tom, how are we? Chilling, bro. Chilling. Talking about the fins today, the fish. <sighs> I mean, everyone's been talking about them all year, so I don't really know what's left to say, but we will get through it, we'll push through it. We'll get through it. Obviously, their first season in the NRL, so it can't be too harsh. Based on how they've played, there's been some good stories with them, been some bad ones, but uh, they go into next year with a few big signings, which we'll get into later. So I'm actually, I'm actually kind of excited for this one. Yeah, well, they've definitely, they've definitely made some big plays. I mean, there's still a lot of questions that have gone unanswered for the Dolphins. So I think we're going to find out more and more about next year. But until then, we'll just have to speak about what we saw this year and kind of judge off that based on the new players that are coming in and yeah we'll, we'll see where they get to next year alright so first things first how do we rate their season overall uh, given in, in terms of uh, their expectations like how they went in regards to how they're expected to go yeah I think pretty good I mean the latter position probably people who just watch you know the scoreboard and that probably go, oh, they finished 14th, like, the, these guys didn't really do much this year at all, did they? But they did, they made big strides. I think people forget the injuries that they had were just nuts, like, they had Mar- Jeremy and Marshall King that was out for a while, um, you know, and that, that's kind of where their season fell off a bit, but to be honest, bro, I think they'd be pretty happy with this year. Um, you know, I think given all the new players coming in, no one had played with each other before apart from, you know, really the core Melbourne boys. Um, yeah, I, I was really impressed with the Finns. I think they did really well uh, to hang in there and, you know, to grind out some games. They they put a few scores on too, you know. They flogged the Sharks. Um, I remember that quite vividly. Uh, they did put a score on oh, the Roosters, wasn't it? They, they put a score on the Roosters in round one. I think everyone was saying, yeah. like, how on earth... Have they? Well, they did blow them out at one point. I don't know if the Roosters got close to coming back, but that that was such a long time ago. I can't remember. But yeah, I was really impressed with the Dolphins this year. I think yeah, they they made big strides to being successful. They're twenty eight eighteen against the Roosters. So yeah, yeah. So I think they made huge. I game. think they made huge improvements. Huge yeah. improvements. And all the super fans out there, they're not they're not going to admit it, but ninety five, at least ninety five percent of us had them dead mm. last. Yeah. Or 16th. I remember yeah. at the start of the season, I was like, this team, I go through it, it's just reserve grader, reserve grader, fringe, fringe, reserve grader, reserve grader. I remember, bro, round one, we were on the way to the Tigers game against the Titans. And we were saying in the car, like, bro, how funny would it be if it just comes out and the Dolphins just beat the Roosters? Yeah. And we were like, I think there's more chance of the Roosters putting 60 on them than the Dolphins scoring a try. And well, the line... The line was like 28 yeah, or something nice. like that. And I went over uh, on that game. And the Dolphins Dolphins ended up coming through winning. And we well, I think, I think, you know, a lot of people expected them to just come last just because we'd never seen them play before. It's like, how can you judge a team that's never played? Like I honestly, I was just looking at the team on paper. Yeah, but that's what I'm going, saying. This right? guy's that's, not that good. This guy saying. hasn't been that good. You're looking from face value. Like, you yep. haven't seen them all play together. You're just looking at them as individuals and, you know, you put them all together and you're like, oh, this team is rough. But they all came out and they played together and they 
oh, obviously coached by Wayne Bennett, so that helps. But yeah, yeah they, had a great, they had a great season. I'm sure they're really happy with it. Yeah, I also think after trials, mate, that first game against the Cowboys where they played pretty much their full strength team and the Cowboys, mm. you could argue they didn't even play yeah, their second that. team. And that. they came in with a draw and only scored in like the last minute yeah, to we were bring saying, that back. This team looks like the worst team in yeah. history. And then I think the Titans put a number on them yeah. in the second game, and I was like, "Yeah, this Dolphins team's cooked." I just, I just don't get how preseason is so different to like regular games. You know what I mean? Like, you see a team come out and go like two and zero, three and zero in preseason challenge, and then they come into the season and they just get absolutely pumped. Like, I don't get it. I don't even get how that works. But um, yeah, Dolphins cracking season. I think. There's a lot to take away from their season too, just about the culture they're building over there. Um, just knowing that they've got players that want to win, knowing that they've got players that are willing, you know, to give it their all uh, every week. And I think I think their biggest acqu- acquisition this year, and it's probably not a hot take, but it's Wayne Bennett. Oh, and the yeah. second biggest was Christian Wolf. Yeah. I just think that because you need an elite coaching staff to be able to, to take a roster like that. No disrespect. But to take a roster like that and turn them all into these like proper NRL players, and you know, especially when the cards, you know, the cards were down and they had a lot of injuries, and you know, there was there was a lot of stuff going on. They they remain resilient, and I know they lost, you know, but that game against the Tigers, like they had like twelve players out, and we're going if we don't put if the if Tigers don't put thirty on them, then they're doing something wrong, and they beat them by one. Yeah, uh, the Dolphins just had the ability to be resilient all year, and. And they just played yeah. like a Wayne Bennett coach team. Yeah. Like, they just did all the little things right, um, more often than not. Uh, kicked the ball to corners. They, they just played simple footy, I think. I don't think they yeah. ever got too expansive uh, outside of maybe a few plays for Hammer. But, yeah, yeah, they, they, they just got through their work, kicked, kicked to corners at the end of the set, made their tackles, and yeah. that won them enough games. Yeah, and I, I think at least stay off the ball. I think with a roster like that, again, no disrespect, that's how you need to play because a lot of these players haven't played huge roles in their team. Yep. Like you need to simplify the game for them and tell them, all right, this is your job, this is your job, this is your job. You go out there and do your job. If we all do our jobs together, then we're going to get pretty close to a win every week. And you know, they were sitting in the eight for a while. And I think everyone was kind of going, could they really do this? Like, could they be in the eight? And obviously, they did fall off because you can't really project how that second half of the season is going to go um, but I think nonetheless the Dolphins had an outstanding season and it's not often you look at a table at the end of the year and see someone in you know 14th 13th and yeah. say they had an outstanding season but they yeah. really did because there was even markets on like sports where they say when would the Dolphins get their first win yeah and, it was, and people everyone was voting like, like round 10 yeah like, round 10 yeah. round 7 ah oh, mate yeah and um, as well, 14th seems bad, but if you go through each of their games this year mm. and look at what team they played, you'll see how many injuries they came, they, they yeah. overcame. Well, I'm just looking at the table now. So they actually finished 13th on four and against with a minus 111 for and against. It sounds like quite a bit, but for a team that had 15 losses, right? A team that had 15 losses, that's basically... Oh, a kind of quick mass. They're only losing by a margin of seven point four a game. That's that's what I'm saying. Like and they that. took some absolute beltings in the middle of the season. Yeah, exactly. So it was not that bad. Exactly, and that's probably not the exact math to it, but 
you would think you know you would think like the negative the negative points would be the points that you know what I'm saying I think the math's right but I don't know I could just be dribbling um but yeah nonetheless I thought they were great nine wins to your name is awesome for a first year like we've got teams down the bottom here with four wins five wins seven wins and I would argue those three teams had higher expectations than the Dolphins oh yeah and the Dolphins smashed them out of the park so yeah, fair play to them. They had, they had an amazing season. Yeah, let's get into some strengths and weaknesses now for strengths. Um, I've got their attack. Yeah, I feel like they're just ultra consistent. Um, especially when Sean o- with Sean O'Sullivan at the start of the season, their mm-hmm. halves looked really, really nice steering them around the park. Yep. And they got the X factor of the Hammer, um, Asako, Marshall King was doing bits out of dummy half. Yep. So I thought their attack was really good, and th- they did well. To not just stay predictable as well, getting through their work, I feel like. I feel like Hammer and your Asakos, even from the wing, yeah, were were pretty instrumental in that regard. Yeah, uh, I've got their effort areas, uh huh, and um, also like you said before, uh, just the coaching staff, the system they've got going on there is great. It's, yeah, I wouldn't say obviously not the best system in the NRL, but I'd say it's it looks like one of the better ones. Yeah, and no, I agree. Yeah. It, it looks like a club that knows knows what direction they're heading in, knows how they want to come out and play in each game, and just executes it. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty obvious from round one, wasn't it? That they kind of knew the game plan they had, and they can they constructed the team around the way they wanted to play. And I think, you know, every time they came out with such a weird selection decision, it was like, it worked. Like, they were Kenny Bromwich at 13. Outside of one, in my opinion. Those was one selection. What was that? What was that? Hammer at center. Yeah, that, I think. I think that was kind of them trying to capitalize on his form. Yep, and I think I think they wanted to find a way to keep Nick Arima in the team because he was yeah. killing it too. Yeah, he was, but. You know, I I think they was just trying to capitalize on his form. I, I saw Guru saying the other day that like right now the Hammer is the best center in the game. I was like. That's a bit nuts when we have Stephen Crichton sitting right there. Yeah. Uh, but obviously super impactful as a centre. I just think it's easier to be impactful as a centre when you're playing for Australia and Queensland than it is when you're like the one man at the Dolphins that's like the attacking hub. Yep. And I think that's that's where the season kind of started going downhill, I think, because they were forcing it a little bit too much. But the strength of the Dolphins, I think, was just their grit, their grind, and I think that comes a lot from the experience of the Storm Pack. Um, you know, Bromwich boys, Kafusi in there. You can throw Mark Nichols in there as being in a grand final. Um, I just think they had heaps of experience and, you know, that helped them to stay resilient during these games. I think uh, Jared Wallace was a big part in that. He was amazing off the bench this year. Um, and I, I, I just thought, you know, they were so strong in the games where it was so close because they were just able to hang in there. They didn't make too many errors. You know, they didn't overplay their hand in a lot of plays. They just stuck to their strengths. And if it got if it pulled them a win, then it pulled them a win. If not, they can go home and live with the fact that they stuck to their game plan. And the better team obviously won. Um, one thing I did notice about the Dolphins this year is that they rarely beat themselves. Like with these other bottom teams, like the Titans, the Tigers, the Dragons, the Bulldogs, they beat themselves. Like the Tigers make far too many errors and push too many passes. The Titans are so, so attack heavy that they don't defend... Uh, the Bulldogs miss a thousand tackles, and the Dragons 
Well, they just don't put enough points on. You know, their attack is so lackluster. So these teams beat themselves in games where they have winnable games. Like, okay, a prime example I can I can think of is like, like the Tigers against the, the Titans in round one. Like, that's literally the, the peak example I can think of. We were there and we were watching it. And the Tigers had so many attacking sets inside their red zone and they just kept dropping the ball. Kept throwing the ball over the sideline, kept pushing passes, kept like they wouldn't maybe wouldn't pl- uh, play a pass that they should have. Like these teams make they, they make so many errors that that kill them, and the, I don't think the Dolphins did that very often this year. I think some of the games they lost, they just lost because the other team was better. Yep. Yeah. No. I don't don't have anything else to add to that. That was very well explained. Um. Yeah, and that, that like, like like I kind of said, just comes back to the system, really. Just getting through their work, limiting errors. It's almost like they're playing finals footy outside of finals footy, if that makes sense. Um, mm. Into some weaknesses now. Uh, I've got depth. Now, obviously, as a new team, that was always going to be an issue. I think they've actually really improved on that with their new signings. Um, I feel like they go a lot deeper now with them coming in. Obviously, it's going to drop those current starters down to the bench, bench players into reserves. You get the gist of it. And um, now this could be a result of uh, some of the injuries, but I just put inconsistent. I feel like there were stretches uh, during the season where they um, took a few losses. And like we said, it's not because the effort wasn't there or they were just making too many errors. They just struggled, struggled to find some health in the team and they were having to play... Uh, you know, some of the younger juniors, Harrison Graham came through, uh, Mason Teague, Plath, all those type of guys got a run. Uh, I think SASA was coming into the team as well. And, um, yeah, I just think because of that, they struggled to find consistency. So I've got consistency in depth. Yeah. Consistency in a way, but yeah. depth depth for sure. Depth for sure, I think, is a, is a big one. Um, yeah. No, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I don't really have many weaknesses for the Dolphins again because, like, inaugural season, season one, uh, they defied everyone's expectations. I really don't think there's anything negative. I just think sometimes the selections were a bit puzzling and they failed to use some of their weapons sometimes, but that happens with every single team, like every team in the comp. So, yeah, I don't really have a weakness for the Dolphins. Obviously, obviously there is weaknesses because they finished 15th, but... Again, it's a team that no one, uh, people were expecting to win three or four games. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm not disappointed in anything they did this year. I think a lot of people said it at the start of the season as well, and I guess you could class it as a bit of a weakness. Is they don't really have that, that top tier main guy. Like Hammer's starting to come into his own, and he's starting to put himself close to that top tier. But he's, he's not the monster. He's not the ponga that they kind of wanted to get at the start of the season. And, uh, yeah, I, I think going for some top-tier star players, um, like they've got Flegler now, um, Herbie Farmworth's coming in, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that'll help him out too. But I guess you could kind of count that as a weakness heading into 2023. Yeah. So, yeah. Outside of that, I, I think they've had a pretty good season. I think um, they've definitely shown... To uh, have more strengths than uh, weaknesses, I think they've got a good platform to build off for next season, especially with some of the signings they've made. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of happy for them, for where they've gone, because I expected them to be dead last, like I said. Yeah, which is why I don't think they have many strengths and weaknesses at all. Yep. Um, pretty happy with everything they did this year. Uh, I'm trying to think of a weakness, bro, but I just can't, like, off the top of my head. I just can't. Maybe the kicking game. Yeah. But then again, like, O'Sullivan was quite good. I and they've they got like, a rookie half. Yeah, exactly. Like, so. That's expected. Like, these two guys haven't played full-time half that often. It's, O'Sullivan's never been a dominant half. Yeah, and he was out for like 20 weeks. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I really don't think they have any weaknesses. And if they did, they filled them going into next year because yep. dudes are nice. Yep. All right, let's get into some uh, shining lights and disappointments. I've got a few guys that um, I want to point out. I've split these into four tiers this time. Uh, so, for kind of like a resurgence player, I've got Cody Nicarima. thought he did uh, a really good job. Uh, for the Dolphins this year, both at 5'8 and fullback. Um, yeah, he, he just kind of keeps popping up when you forget about him, I feel like. Like, everyone has been able to tell for the last, like, five years he's a quality player. And he just kind of falls down the ranks at the club he's at. He's at a new club, and he comes back up. Yeah. And he shows what he's worth, and he earns himself a bench role, maybe starts some games. I feel like that's just how Cody Nicarima's career has gone so far. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I thought he was awesome. I think his ball playing was good. I think his kicking game helped out. Uh, but most of all, his running game, especially while Hammer was out over the origin period, mm-hmm. I think I think that that really helped the Dolphins through that period from a few a few blowout games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really ha- I was really impressed with Nick Raymond this year. I think especially at the start, you know, we were all kind of saying he couldn't even make it at South, like. How's he going to improve his Dolphins team in any way? But he was outstanding. Um, a player I was really impressed with was Lemuelu. Yep. Um, looked at him as a depth signing, came in, and I think he's, he's building. I wouldn't say he's in that top, even maybe second-tier echelon back rower yet, but I think he's looking really solid, really, really solid. If he can build on that and build some combinations going into next year, I think he's in for another big year. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a guy that came in with... Pretty much zero expectations. He's struggling to get games at the Cowboys. Um, I didn't think he'd be in their starting back row, but um, at, at some points throughout the season he was. Uh, Kenny Bromwich was getting moved around to lock while Gilbert was injured, sometimes even starting at prop. Mm. But yeah, Le- Lemuelu, I think there was a, f- a stretch in the middle of the season there that he became a try-scoring machine. Yeah, it was like every week. In the back row, and he was just a menacing runner. So I feel like... He slowed down a little bit towards the end of the year, but d- definitely somewhat of a breakout season for him. Yeah, a thousand percent. I was really, really happy with his progression. Uh, Nicarima was great. JMK? JMK, I've got here that he exploded. He exploded. And I remember him saying, like, oh, I want to be like a top five hooker. I laughed. Everyone did. Everyone was like, mate, what are you talking about? And then he comes out and plays what he did, and it's hard to argue that. That he wasn't. Like, it's yeah, hard to argue that he wasn't a top five hooker last year. People people forget because he spent a lot of the latter part of the season uh, out with that shoulder injury. I think he's had surgery on it now, so hopefully he's back for next season. But yeah, it, p- people kind of forget how good he was throughout the season. You could argue he was top three until that shoulder yeah. injury was was yeah. starting to hamper him quite a bit. But only behind really Harry Grant and uh, Abby Corusau. 
Yeah, I would have to agree. No, uh, yeah, he was incredible for them. Um, coming from the Bulldogs again, I had zero expectations for him. I didn't think he was a good player at the Bulldogs. Um, mm. I, I thought. Mean, I, thought I, I mean, I was calling for Beyond Iota I thought to start twenty twenty two. I thought he was solid. Nothing top, like nothing yeah. outrageous, but I thought he was solid. I didn't expect him to take the jump he did last year, though. Yep. Um, other guys that I've uh, got here has exploded. Obviously, the Hammer. Um, mm. had a very, very good origin series. Um, obviously that was in the centers. He's playing good for Australia now, but man, to start the season, especially Hamaso was, was massive for the, for the Dolphins. I think he went on a try scoring streak of, was it seven games Yeah, that everyone was blo- yeah. blowing up about, but yeah, just over the whole season, I had questions over whether he's actually a fullback or not. I, I think he's, he's proved me wrong. Just like most of these Dolphins players. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to have to put a time limit on how many players we can talk about. What do you mean? Because everyone was impressive, bro. Yeah. Um, other guys we've got, Jermaine Asako. Yep, I was just about Obviously to just, Asako. I, I don't know whether I can put him in resurgence, because I, I, I don't think he was anywhere close to this good at the Broncos, even though we knew he had the potential to be. And uh, yeah, I think he's just found his spot on the wing. I think once you simplify his game... He's, he's fine. I remember in trials, he started at fullback. And just, just some of his passes, some of the timing, just it just didn't seem right. I thought he was actually going to lose his spot in the team, but he, he started on the wing and started hot at the start of the year. I think everyone thought he was going to like calm down a little bit, but mm. throughout the whole season, Asako was just, oh. just insane. Just to top it off, top point scorer, top try scorer. Yeah. Nuts. And I think when Hammer went out for a little bit, everyone went, uh, I think Asako's going to struggle. And he stepped up. He was even better. Yep. And I was just, I was really, really impressed with him this year. Really, really impressed with Hammer, JMK. O'Sullivan, I thought was outstanding um, for the games he played in. I just think he's just got such a high IQ. He's not the flashiest player. He's not really going to rack up the stats. But he puts people in the right position to win. Well, Fittler was saying it last year, and I took the piss out of it, but I mean, I, I still do. But Fittler was saying Sean O'Sullivan has the highest IQ he's ever seen for footy. Yeah, that's a bit nuts. It's a bit nuts, but like, you but, can see yeah. where he's coming from now. Mate, he's, he is a Maybe genius. not the best in all of football, yeah, but, like, that high, but, but like, yeah, he's, incredible. He's up there. Incredible. And to think, mate, like, like I keep saying, these Dolphins players are proving me wrong. When... O'Sullivan was at the Warriors. Hmm. I every time he got selected, I just laughed. And my hmm. mate laughed because he's a Warriors fan, hmm. and he's like, "Are we seriously still picking this guy every week?" Then he moved to the Panthers, became their kind of backup half. Sometimes played fourteen. He started killing it, earned himself a spot at the Dolphins, and just hasn't looked back really. Yeah. No. Uh, last two guys. I got. I got one more. All right, go for it. I don't know if you've got him, but I got Jared Wallace. Yep, I got him. Bro, that I felt like that guy's either set up a try or scored one every single week. He's run two hundred meters most weeks I as know. well. It and was playing, incredible. Playing a big minutes like for a bench front row and for what he usually plays in his career. Like I just think he was outstanding. He was amazing this year. He was amazing and big ups to him because he's he, almost their best prop. Well, he got forced out by the Titans. And no one really showed any interest in him. Dolphins pick him up. And here he is now, like, looking like one of the best bench forwards in the league. He just seems like that Wayne Bennett type player. 
Yeah. In my opinion. I, last one I got is Tom Gilbert. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I heard his name the other day. I was like, I keep forgetting about this bloke. Yeah. I keep forgetting about him because he got injured so early in the season, but he was having such a great year. Yeah, so and, much so that they picked him in a position in origin. Yeah, and I think that people were going to... He'll catch a lot more people by surprise this, uh, next year, next season. Um, I think him coming back will be a huge boost and you, everyone will kind of realise just how important he was for the Dolphins while he was there. and His leadership and his, you know, the hard work that he puts in in the middle. And Yeah, I really... I, I, he had a great season. Jared Wallace had a great season. Yeah, I thought everyone was amazing, actually. I can't really complain about anyone. Well, yeah, the reason the Shining Lights has gone so long and I've allowed it to is because for disappointments, I've... Literally just got a question mark. I've got one. All right, hit me. I got two. Oh, I want to throw, you, I wanna throw you and you and Aiken into. Uh, what did you have? Disappointments. No other one. Shining lights. Shining lights. I want to throw you and Aiken in there. I thought he was very solid. I'm surprised. Poor he guy's going to end up losing his spot. Was, he doesn't have a deal. Yeah. Does he have a deal? I don't think year? so. I would be straight on that. I think he's outstanding in our opponent. Center or second so row. Someone pick him up. All right. I got two. Wow, okay. Three. Oh, here we go. Three. Hit me. Anthony Milford, number one. Disappointment? Yeah. Okay. I thought everyone, you know, there was a hype train at the start of the season. Can Wayne Bennett get the bonus down Anthony Milford? Oh, I yeah, think okay. he can. I think he can. You know, I never best... had him in there in the first place. So. Yeah, I know. But I'm like I'm just saying, he he just never really cemented himself in the team. And I love Anthony Milford, but he was just never really up to scratch. He had fitness issues. He lost his spot to Katoa. Yeah, I just think he was very very subpar this year. And I think, yeah, just didn't show didn't show us much. Um, yep. Especially in a team where so many people thrived, I think he just really struggled to hit the mark. Um. Next, I got Tessie New. Okay. Tessie knew, and it's not his fault because he was playing out of position. He's not yeah, a winger. I don't think he's a winger. He's but I don't a, see where else they put him. Yeah, but he's not a winger at all. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, I thought he had a lot of potential coming out of the Broncos, going over the Dolphins, thought he could even play fullback. But yeah, to me, he just didn't really have the best season. I, but I also really don't think he's a winger at all. Last player, Jack Bostock. Ooh, all right. Because I thought, like, after trials, like, this guy's a serious winger. Like, he's he's good. He's NRL-level winger, and then he came in, and he was just not... He, he was not the best. He was not the best, but he's a young player, I f- and... I feel like his positioning was all right. He just... He kind of got ragdolled. Yeah. Like, he, like, when he was going to finish in the corners, seemed like contact made him go flying. Mm-hmm. Um... Made a few errors, got dragged back, had some one-on-ones. It, it, it feels like he just needs to put some muscle on yeah. from, the, from the game I watched. And, yeah, he's, he's a young player. I'm sure he'll come into the squad at some point. But, yeah, I, I guess you're kind of right because he lost, he lost his spot to um, help me out with his name here, uh, the, McGrady. Yeah. McGrady got a game in front of him. And now, and now McGrady's not even on the team. Yeah, so... We'll see what happens uh, with Bostock, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll be back at some point. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But with the outside backset signing now, it's kind of what I think. Like, 
is his spot potentially, you know, in jeopardy? Yeah, where does he that, fit in? in? that depth, yeah. Like how far down the pecking order is he now? Uh, I think he'll be gunning for that wing spot that yeah, Tessie New has. Because I, I, don't, I don't think the other spots are available at all in the back line. No, I'm with, I'm with you. There's too many There's too many world-class players in there. All right. We're done for the review. Is that the review? Yeah. 30 minutes. Not a very long one. Well, what can you really say? I don't know, mate. What can you really say? Uh, like, I feel like we've covered everything. They've just... They've just oh, kind of even... through them. That's just paused for some reason. Whatever our recording is just paused, but you won't notice that because we'll just... I'll just cut off. I don't know, but we're doing season awards. If that wasn't there, we're doing season awards because Joe missed that. I did notice that it would only been running for twenty eight minutes, and I was like, oh, "We got to be missing something." But season awards, MVP, Hammer. Oh yeah, easily the Hammer. Um, got himself into the Queensland and Australian team. Um, pretty controversially, controversially as well. Most people were telling, saying, "Dan Gago, I should have that centre spot." Yep. Hammer came out and killed it. But even for the Dolphins, Hammer so was on a massive scoring streak. Um, was playing good week in, week out, which I feel like was a weakness of his at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a pleasant surprise for Hammer. Um, outside of when they moved him to the centres, I, I, I think he was just incredible for the team all around. Yeah, I have to agree. Just his origin series too, I thought he deserved Wally Lewis medal. Um and I, yeah, I just thought he was continuously the best player in the park for them. And yep, Jermaine Osako, very, very close, very yeah, close. I was close to giving it to Osako too. But just give Hammer the edge because of the Origin series. I had, he had, I think, even though that's not for the Dolphins, it's still his season, kinda. Yep. Most improved player. I'm interested in this one because there are tons. Osako. You want Osako? Bro, it's not even. It's no shadow of a doubt. Osako. I'll, I'll give you the reason why I didn't go Osako. Oh my days. I I feel like Osako has. But Asako, you gotta you gotta remember, he's bro. been close to this I, level just very inconsistently. I know, but bro, Osako was out of the league. He was out of the yeah, league. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. And I, now I'm he's convinced. top point scorer, top try scorer. Yeah, all right. I'm convinced. I give it to him. But he couldn't even get another deal at the time. Yeah, bro. I give the it to him. Times brought him over and wouldn't play him. I give it to him. Crazy. I give it to you. But who'd you have there? Tom Gilbert. <sighs> Went from being a backup second row at the Cowboys to, uh, well, I mean, whatever Listen, it was. I, An origin the, debut. Mm. Which lasted all of 10 minutes because he did his shoulder. But, um, yeah, I thought Tom Gilbert was outstanding. Oh, I thought so he was good too, but he played half the season. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's a psycho for me. The dude just racked up a ward after award point after point. Goal kicking was nuts. Try scoring was incredible. Did it even without a lot of the core players. Yeah, yeah, I'm convinced. Yeah, see? I'm convinced. He's I'm going He's seen a lot. We're both going to Sarko. So we've got Hammer, MVP, Asako, most improved. Who's your breakout? Jeremy Marshall King. I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel like, like I said before, breakout to me is someone who comes in with absolutely zero expectation. And destroys it. And destroys it. And I feel like that's exactly what Jeremy Marshall King was. I had no expectations for him coming out of the, uh, the Bulldogs. I uh, saw him as the only nine the Dolphins had, didn't really like it, and mm-hmm. 
I'd argue he was a top three hooker this season. Yeah, definitely top five. Top three when you go Wade Egan, Appy, Harry Grant. I feel like he was better than Egan. Is just until 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 the injury. Yeah. Okay. Until the injury. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give you a point there. But yeah, hundred percent, Jerry Marshall King, and he wouldn't be on too much either. So He'd he's completely pennies. broken out to a new level, almost superstar level hooker. Um, sucks that he's not there for New Zealand at the moment because, man, they would have a squad if he was there. But yeah, Jeremy Marshall King in the red zone was he'd unstoppable. Al- he'd always pick the right guy. Yeah, bastard. unstoppable. His short right ball, guy. his short ball was crazy. Yep. Yeah, I thought he was definitely the breakout player. Now, I like it. I like it. Now I had to pick a player for most disappointing. I I didn't I didn't okay. know. Yeah, yeah. Any any disappointing players and this guy I I didn't have much expectation for, but I yeah. guess you can make an argument that he could have been starting on the wing coming into the season and he just never really got the chance or anything like that. Yeah. When Edric Lee. <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like I mean the Knights dropped him. But I feel like whenever he's there, he's always scoring yeah. two tries, one try. So I thought he might get a crack at the Dolphins, but apparently he's not even in the top four wingers of the club. So Yeah, I'll go testing you. I'll stick to it, my testing you. I thought I just expected him to have a huge season with a bigger role. I thought he would have been outstanding. Um he was still solid, just not where I really wanted to be him to be. And yeah, again, it's not really entirely his fault. He was kind of being played out of position, but yeah, for me, it, it'd be testing you. I expected a bit more of a jump from him this year. Yeah, me too. It, it, it's clear it's to me he's though. not. Like, it's it's not, He's not a winger. Yeah, but it's like he's got to be centre or fullback at whatever club he's at. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, just because he's he's really stocky now too. Like in terms, of he his breaks build. a ton of tackles. Yeah, a ton of tackles. Like he, he at the Broncos, he was breaking tons of tackles. He was so creative with the ball in hand, and you just push him on the wing. Like even even in centre, he's gonna get the ball, and you didn't even have an opportunity now to see how he would go because now you've got two world class centres coming in the club. So yes, he's gonna be on the wing again. Yep. Right. Now we can finally now, we, now. we we can finally get into the season the the, the mini season preview. Um. Some losses for them. They have let go of Branko Lee. Um, they have let go of Herman Sasa, Farmasuli, and JJ Collins. Those are their losses. So I feel like they've just they let go the some of the depth. Is immaculate. I feel yeah. I feel like they've just got rid of some of the depth, some of the reserve graders that weren't really playing too much uh, footy. I feel like Branko Branko Lee was just getting injury after injury as well. So I feel like that's not too much of a loss, and they've replaced them. With Herbie Farmworth, Tom Flegart, Jake Avarillo, and Oren Keeley. Yeah, and I like that pickup. Don't too. don't underestimate that Oren Keeley pickup. I like that, especially for the future. He might he might not get a run on in round one, but just just keep keep your eye out for him. So, wow, that roster turnover is insane. Impeccable. Insane. They probably still got quite. A, well, I remember we were talking a lot about how they've only used about seventy percent of their cap. They must have had some like exemption to do that in their first year. Well, you you would think so, but I think they would have filled it up with Herbie and stuff, and maybe then everyone was like, "Okay, you're still in the process of bringing all these players." Yep. In. Because because you think about it, right? It's a bit unfair to give them that quota when like the 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 marquee player they signed was Hamaso, mm-hmm. and he would have he'd probably be on four fifty 
500. Yep. Like, if that's your top pay player, you're never going to meet that salary cap quota and you can't force a club like them to pay major overs and come in with an offer for 800 for Hammer off on his first season. Like, that's just backing them into a corner where they're never going to be able to get off, get out of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, th- I think they've done really well in operating around that and now bringing all this talent in. I think they're in such a good place and I th- I still think they're a couple pieces away but that back line looks stellar for yeah. next year yeah and the way some of them came as well like Herbie Farmworth I mean we were under the impression that we, he, we, he basically we got told, signed for the Broncos. we got told that he'd re-sign our top liked post almost ever mm. is Herbie Farmworth re-signs with the Broncos yeah we had to button it we did. We got lied to. Everyone was saying, oh, he's re-signed with the Broncos. He's re-signed with the Broncos. He didn't. No. Evidently, because the Dolphins and that's, and announced that's why, out of that's nowhere. Why, that's why, just on a side note, that's why when you text me Saturday saying, you know, all these clubs are te- te- um, uh, talking to Jack Wellsby, I was like, please. It's, all, it's just off-season chat. That's yeah, all so it is. Story confirmed. Set to sign with. Don't trust it. Yeah, don't, don't trust, trust it hundred percent of the time. Tom Flegler, I feel like, came out of nowhere as well. Yeah, that announcement. Yeah, and pretty much same as the Jake Avarillo one. I wasn't expecting. Him to I pick think. Up I think with the Jake Avarillo one, though, it was a bit like where there's smoke, there's fire. Like I don't think. Just I think looking at the Bulldogs roster for next year, you were kind of like, where's that really going to fit? Yeah, because they brought Crichton in. Everyone's going. Crichton's going to play fullback. And I still Sherry. think he'll play fullback, and they had signed Cherry. And they'd started Perham over Avarillo. I was like, there's no way they're going to bring him back. And they came out, he was asking for 500, 550, 600 around that mark. And it was like, he's not going to be there. Yep. And then, yeah, he ends up signing with the Dolphins. And I think they got an absolutely magnificent player. Yeah. I feel like this turnover that we're talking about was always going to happen when players saw that, hey, this Dolphin system's actually working. Yeah. I feel like people, um, players like like Munster especially, that's probably the classic example, were mm. like, look, I'm in a good system at Melbourne. The, Dolphin, the Dolphins here. are an unknown. And Whereas, I think I think you, you look at Jack Whiten too, people were probably saying, he's going to the Dolphins, like, he's going to the Dolphins. But for him, he's like 32, he just wants to go to South, kick back, not have to be that main guy every week with that much pressure on him and he just wants to enjoy his footy for the rest of his career and yep. not saying he wouldn't enjoy his footy under Wayne Bennett at the Dolphins but with South I don't think anyone can really argue they've got a stronger squad than the Dolphins yeah and for him going there that gives him a better chance of winning a premiership yep has he uh, won a premiership before? I don't think he has yeah. uh, no, no he, he won a Clive Churchill that's why I was like yeah yep. but no he won a Clive Churchill on a losing side do you think the fact that Wayne Bennett's gone at the end of the year do you think that it will affect they're recruiting and bringing more players in. Uh, not really, because I think they still they've still got a couple more players to bring in. Like I think they'll make a few more moves still before the season starts. Yep. Um, but I I do think the fact that Christian Wolf is the next coach in line is still a big drawing point. He was like undoubtedly the best coach in the Super League before he left, and now he's learning from Wayne Bennett. I think he's going to be able to take this roster again. Maybe not to a new level, but I think they'll still be very competitive and they'll still be a great side. Um, and I think that just continue to build. I think we'll see another great year next year. Now, the only thing for me next year is with the Asakos and the Gilberts and the Lemuelus, it's like, right, so you didn't have any pressure on you this year. 
because mm-hmm. you came in the first season. But ne- next year, you've brought in all these big boys. And it's go time. It's go time. It's Wayne's last year. you got more pressure on you now. Can you keep that same format? Yep. And I think for Osako, it's more of a yes because he's a winger and he can do what he does best by just playing his own game. But for Lemuelu and stuff, I think it's a big question because I think Lemuelu will get pushed back to the bench with, yep. with Gilbert coming back. Um, and whether he can make a big impact off that bench is, is left. Is, well, we need to see it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do think there's a lot of questions hanging over the Dolphins for next year, but I think those signings definitely boost their stocks a lot. They're yep. very close to my eight. Yep, I agree. All right, best 17. Now, I want to put a disclaimer out there. As always, this is what I would do, not what I'm predicting will happen. Oh, so that, that's I crazy. have to put that disclaimer there's in front of every single thing. Take. No, I feel like this is actually one that yeah, okay. I've stuck. I've stuck pretty... Pretty close to what I think it actually will be. Yep. Um, barring maybe one, one selection. Yep. But, um, I mean, we'll get into that, won't we? Uh, yeah, mate. Do you have your team ready to go? Yeah, it's off the top, man, mate. I know it. All right. Our fullback, I mean, uh, come on. Can, can we just agree the back five is going to be Hammer, Osako, Avarillo, Farmworth, and Tessin Yep. I'm that is... That. And that's a good back line. That, that is, is cool. a good back line. Like, so fast. Herbie and Tessie have obviously played together in Brisbane. Um, I think Jermaine Osako, you can even add to that, although they're going to be yeah. on opposite sides of the field. Yeah. Like, Avarillo and Osako, that's just... That's, just <laughs> that's p- such an edge, bro. Farmworth and Tessie knew, I mean... And, th- and there were so many times where Branko Lee, like, looked off Osako this year. Yeah. And I know a lot of the times he did make that pass, but, but Avarillo's going to make that pass every time. Like, he's so unselfish as a player. Yeah. And and if they do start to overplay on Osako, Avarillo can take it. Yeah, and then the hammer links up with them on that edge. And yeah, I think Herbie makes their left edge ten times better as well. Yeah, um, both defensively and in attack. I think they've just got they've just got a lot more strike in that back to, uh, to convert. Yeah, um, when they get the opportunity, I think that can only help them. And I mean Herbie and Jake. I mean Herbie more than Avarillo, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, they're just they're just really really solid signings, especially when they haven't given up too much yeah. to bring them in. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, there's been a few few uh, rumours that Herbie will play fullback. I don't think he will now. Not, not with Hammond's year last year. I don't no. think there's any way you could push him out. I don't, I don't even think with, with Herbie Farmer's year, he had by far the best season of yeah. his career. Yeah, yeah well, if, I, I could, could argue he's one of the best. He is the best centre. He, he's at worst top three um, centre in the game. So I don't, I don't see why you'd move. From that, you know, other players yeah. have done it before, but yeah, I think they'll, they'll end up keeping Hammer at the fullback, and that back line just looks insane. This is the one where I think the the halves where I think you could make a change. I've gone Nicarima and O'Sullivan. I was exactly the same. Now I've I feel like a lot saying, of people will go Katoa over Nicarima. I still don't know if he's ready though for that full time. Like I, I feel like. Look, they still need experienced players there. I, I thought in O'Sullivan's absence, he did a really good job of just controlling the game. Like, especially for a rookie, I feel like he did that very, very well. Um, definitely better than someone else that was in a similar position, such as Oluwapu. I feel like he controlled the game much better than mm. than he did. I feel like his kicking game was good. I feel like he didn't make too many errors. Mm. I, I, like, he was just there. He, he didn't yeah. have a massive season, but it, it wasn't poor either. Because I feel like 
O'Sullivan obviously being that main half in the team next to a guy with Nicarima's X Factor and that back five. I just yep. feel like it fits better. Mm-hmm. And look, I know Katawa's an up and coming player. They want to get some some experience into him, but I genuinely think this team could compete for a top eight spot this year. Oh, 1,000%. And I feel like they're not going to worry too much about, okay, this guy needs development, so we're going to pick him over him. Yeah, I feel like they're just going to pick the best team. Yeah. Um, So I've got got Nick Arima and O'Sullivan. I'm with you. Exactly the same combination. All right. My starting props, I've got Jesse Bromwich there with Tom Flegler. Yep. And JMK at nine. Yep, JMK at Obviously, nine. Yep. Tom Flegler makes his pack look look way better. Almost almost scary. But the thing is like people wouldn't be saying that without his season last year. Like, I think a lot when a lot of people heard the number that he was being signed for around seven hundred K, they're like, What? Like that's overs. But now I still think it's a little bit over, but man, he's been ridiculous this year. He's been ridiculous. Yeah. And he just like I feel like they've got a lot of props that are on similar levels. Like mm-hmm. I think Wallace took a step up from them this year, but they got guys like the Pharmacies that were playing, Nichols, Stone was playing in the middle quite a bit. Yeah. Um who am I forgetting? There's a name Kurt. Like I feel like they're all on similar kind of fringy levels. Yeah. Flegler just just makes that pack look look they needed another prop. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. And they've yeah. got uh, near Australian level prop in well, my Aust- opinion. <laughs> top 10 Australian level right now top 10 prop yeah 100% uh, back row I look I I know I, I like Lemuelu I got Kafusi I've gone, and Bromwich yeah Kafusi and Bromwich with Gilbert at 13 yep I'm exactly the same I think we're exactly the same on our style yep. right. so <sighs> mate if Jesse Bromwich can can not decline too much this year that pack is very, 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 very nice. Very, very nice. They'll have um, the Bromwich boys, very experienced. Um, Same as Kafusi. Yep, Kafusi. And I mean, for his Australian age. player until till this year. He's obviously gone off uh, to Tonga. Tom Flegler playing yeah. Origin. Kafusi was playing Origin. Tom Gilbert was playing Origin. Like that's, it's, a, it's a very strong pack. Yeah, probably like easily a top eight. And the rest are all starters for the Kiwis usually. Yep. So. Yeah, it's a very good pack. I love it. I think with, it's a very with that back five. Yeah. yeah, they could improve on their halves a little bit if they want to take that next step. But I think I for think a we've also but... seen like the halves don't necessarily need to be superstars. No, like I don't like you. You look at Canberra. I wouldn't say they have the most superstar halves. Newcastle, bang! There's your there's hit the nail on the head. Yep. Newcastle, like I think Hastings and Gamble are two very good NRL players. But they're not they're not star level players. They're very very good NRL players. Like yep. Hastings, ooh, I could probably argue he's a star. I still got a lot of love for Jacko, but yeah, Newcastle. But they know how to run the show. That's what I'm saying. Like they do their job. They're humble, and they go out there and they do their job and they help KP every single week. And that's just what these two need to do. And O'Sullivan, I think, is perfect for that role. Perfect. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, onto the bench now. I mean, there's some tough droppings in my team, but uh, I mean, they've signed a few forwards. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I think their depth is a lot better now, and unfortunately for some of the props that they were playing last year and even second rollers, I've just gone. Yeah, there's probably there's probably not a spot in the team for you. So my bench forwards before I get to the utility, I got Jared Wallace. Yeah, I feel like he was, unless I'm forgetting someone, the best prop in the team last year. Yeah, I would I would agree. Yeah, 
just just took his game to the next level. I uh, got Connolly Lemuelu. Yep, I, f- I feel like he showed he's insane, he's insane potential. I uh, can play quite a bit in the middle yep. as well. Yep. And that helps me uh, for my last pick because I, I just don't have it in me to drop you and Aiken. If he has a deal, yeah, but I'm going to make sure he's got a contract for next year. So I'm going you and Aitken. Um, obviously, he's going to be in the second row. He's not going to be playing, coming on playing in the middle. It'll be a second row. Uh, substitution, uh, Lemuelu would play a bit of second row and prop off the bench as well. Right, we'll just check check to make yeah, sure I'm Aitken just gonna, I'm just going to double check that he's got a contract. I think Aitken is such a solid NRL player. I just I can't drop him. And, I mean, it feels bad for, you know, the Kers who came over for a chance, uh, Mark Nichols, Ray Stone. It feels bad for those guys, but, um, yeah, they'll, they'll be the next ones up anyway. Yeah, no, he's got a contract. This might be his last year, though. Yep. And, I mean, I feel yeah, like you and Aitken play pretty good footy Jake Avarillo got 400k? Oof. I thought it was more. That's a cracking deal. When they get Jesse Bromwich off 700k as well. When they get Felice that off the books. Felice is on 750. Nichols is on 500. When they get some of them off the books. They'd be looking good. Yeah. Now, nice. Anyway, you and Aitken, I feel like he was playing good footy. Then, uh, don't remember what injury he had. Was it Peck? Yeah, Peck or shoulder, I think. Yeah, he had some type of injury. It gave Tafare a chance and Tafare... I mean, he took it in his debut game. Don't know about the rest of the season, but um, obviously his star for the future. He'll be coming into the squad at some point uh, throughout the season. Um, they could even use him as an option off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the forward packs, give him like a 20-minute roll, whatever that might be. But yeah, I just can't drop you and Aiken. I, I feel like I haven't seen a bad game from you and Aiken ever. Yep. He's always just either a star. He has the... Odd game where he's like one of the best players on the field, but apart from that, he's just ultra consistent, and he constantly gives you like seven point five out of eight out of ten performances. Yep. And I don't think you can drop a guy like that. No, I'm with you. I'm Mate, with when, you. I, when I was going through this team, I had you and Aitken starting with Kenny at prop, and I'm like, wait, never mind, they signed Tom Fogler. <laughs> so I was try- I was really trying to keep you and Aitken in this team, but yeah, yeah. I do like so him, off him off the bench. bench. Uh, I've got. Obviously, Lemuelu and Wallace as well. Yep. Um, that's tough. Uh, obviously, it is tough to leave Aitken out. And I, I, I'd probably stick with him, yeah. Fair enough. I'd probably stick... Yeah, I'd stick with him. Um, him or Kerr would be for me, because I thought Kerr was actually quite solid. Yeah. When he and, the, and then when you get those injuries, you can bring in... Yeah, yeah. and then you have heaps of quality to yeah, bring in. You can bring true. in your nickels, you can bring in your stone, bring in your Kerr. The the fourteen is Katoa for me. Yeah. Okay. It was between Katoa and Harrison Graham. I ended up going with Harrison Graham. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, like I, I was talking about him before he got picked, yeah. so I, I was going to stick with it. And that was based based a lot on the trial. And I thought when he came in, he actually played very good as well. Yep. So I'm happy. I'm happy with that for him. And I. I just feel like the best way to go, unless you've got like an absolute stud in your reserve grade team that's too good not to pick, I feel like the best way to go is just to just to pick two nines and rotate them yeah. for for your utility. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, you're right. But you are right, but I, I, I don't. I, I feel like Katoa. I I think Katoa is probably the favourite for that jersey. Yeah, I think it has to be like surely. Oh, like, it'll be the fifteen jersey, but yeah. 
Oh, He's yeah. a favourite for the fifteen. Wayne, Wayne Bennett tactics. But yes, he. Will, he I, I do think he'll be the favourite. I think he does need to be there too because they need to keep developing him. Yeah, I mean, it's a really tough choice. I think, really, really tough choice. Because uh, yeah, I feel I, I I don't know. I just have this feeling about Harrison Graham that he's going to be really, really good in the NRL one day. Yeah, right. Kids on uh, Harrison Graham, eh? Loves him some Harrison Graham. I do. It's a future star. I can tell, man. I can tell. Anyway, we'll move on to some season predictions. Do you think there's a new MVP at the Dolphins? It's tough, but I'm going to go with Hammersall again. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I almost I consider giving it to Farmworth. I feel like he just makes that left edge a whole new level. Yeah. I even consider giving it to Flegler. Yeah, no, I think... But Hammer I think Hammer just keeps... With more weapons around him, I think he's going to be nuts. Yeah. I think he definitely takes... I think he takes a massive step forward as well. Maybe not in the upper echelons of... I don't think he'll be with... Like yeah. your Walsh's uh-huh. yet, but I, I think you'd be just ju- just the next tier down. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think he's gonna have a huge year. Pick for Origin again easily. I think he's already there. His name would already be penciled in now for Billy. Oh yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. And I think the only other real option is what Gagai. Mm, pretty so, much. Yeah. I I think I, I think he's gonna be pretty much locked in. I mean, unless Billy's going to try and find a way to pick yeah. Ponger and Walsh in the same team, but it's not the way I'd be going. Uh, most improved player. Who do you think is going to take the biggest lead forward That's tough. next season for the Dolphins? I'm going to go... Far out, yeah, that's tough. That's a very, very hard, a hard pick. Do you have someone? You go what? Because I'm split. Between? Because I'm split. I'm too. split between Tom Flegler and Jake Avarillo. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to go Tom Flegler now that he's got his own pack. Oh, mate. Yeah, I'm, s- I'm split between Flegler and Lemuelu again. Because mm. I feel like Lemuelu had a bit of a breakout year this year. And I think he'll go on with it because I don't think... I think he had the potential to go even bigger this year. Yeah. Just the way he was playing, the way he was running the ball. Like, oh. I'm going to go Lemuelu even though he's coming off the bench. Fair, fair play. I feel like you get a lot of minutes in, in the middle compared to on the edge as well. I think you get a play, play a bit of both. Yeah. And I think coming off the bench in the middle, he could be very, very dangerous. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand that completely. Um, but I think, yeah, I would just go Flagler. He's got his own pack now. I was going to say him for breakout, but I'm really not sure he can break out again. I think he just keeps improving. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I think that now this is his own pack. I think, yeah, he's going to have a huge opportunity to own the own the field every time he's on it, be a big dog, big workload, and be that main big fella in that pack. He's got a lot of leadership to give too, a lot of experience now making a grand final and, I think he's just going to elevate the team and he'll have to elevate himself as well. All right, last one, breakout player. You already know who I'm picking. I'm assu- I'm assuming Avrilo. No, nah, I'm picking Harrison Graham. Oh, crazy. 
I, I can have a really break. I feel like he's got a lot of yeah, expectation on him. I'll go Tessie New. Whereas I feel like I feel like uh Harrison Graham's I feel like if you mentioned that to to most NRL fans, they they wouldn't know who he was. I'll go Tessie New, Tony in the second coming of Brian Toto. Alright. Yeah. Fair play to you. Outside Herbie. Yeah, he's gonna have weapons now, he's gonna be a meter machine. Post contact merchant. Oh yeah, Tessie. Round out that back line. Because right now you look at that back line, you're like, oh, he's the weak link. But by the time the season comes comes to a close, he won't be the weak link. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Off-season targets. Do you have a one to watch? Ones to watch. Well, I can't be Harrison Graham for everything, can I? You can just say him if you want, mate. Mate, I, I mean, it depends how you look at it. Ones to watch in terms of coming up, in terms of like watch him he could like take the steps to the next level what mm. depends depends which way you look at it because i really i actually like that flagler pick i feel like he's definitely one to watch to see if he can yeah become that that main guy at the fins i'm sure he'd be the main guy but whether he can break into that um top tier of props with your Fanua blakes and your tinos and mm. those type of guys your tar- even to the level of maybe like a joe tarpany would be good um you could go someone like Valence Tafare if you get if, if he gets a spot off the bench. I feel like he could be very impactful. Yep. I feel like he is a bit big for a center at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been killing it in cup. Uh, nothing to suggest that he's going to be a bust in the NRL. So I, I guess you could go with someone like him too. I'm going to go Oren Keeley. <laughs> I completely. I said, you know what? I said at the start of the episode. Don't underestimate that Oren Keeley signing, and then I just didn't mention him for the rest of the video. Yeah, I'm gonna go Oren Keeley, see if he can break into that team. Think I he believe can, he's picked for can, New South Wales under yeah, under yeah, 19. Yeah, he was. I think he can drag a bench spot by the end of the year. Very, so, yeah. very highly touted at Newcastle. I shall, well. I shall be keeping a close eye on him. Yeah, I feel like if if there's a few injuries, he'll, he'll be next man up in yeah. that second row spot. Yeah, I'm with you. What was your next question, mate? Next question is off season targets. Who could they go for? Jack I've, Wellsby. Well, I'm gonna I throw mean, his name in for everyone. Jack, Jack Wellsby, Tommy Mackinson, Lewis Dodd, just um, the whole St Helens yeah, team. Just anyone Morgan, from yep. St Helens, really. Cool. Johnny Lomax, yeah. Cool. Now we've got that Morgan out of the way because we do that every single time. <laughs> Let's get into some actual. Jonah Pezzett, go throw him in there too because he comes up every now, time. I've, I've almost gone with these uh, in order of how likely I think they are. You're right. Well, how sorry, how realistic I think they are, not maybe not likely. Um, I got Dearden as an option. Ooh, yeah. Now I think Dearden's had a few breakout seasons now, uh, in a row. I feel like he has completely reshaped himself as a player from Brisbane. Feel like they could be they could be on the lookout for some halves. I don't know how many more years Nicarima has on, uh, in him. Uh, O'Sullivan's obviously got a few, but if you can get a Harles pairing of Tom Dearden next to Isaiah Katoa with the back five you've already got in pack, I think that's looking very good. Dearden, obviously, they'd be getting in for 2025. Uh, if Townsend doesn't decide to retire and they can't reach an agreement with Dearden, they can easily just run Clifford um, in the halves as well because they've got him signed on. So I feel like Tom Dearden could, could, be, could be someone they go after. But someone yeah. I would be I would be targeting. Um, I got Corey Oates. 
Should have thrown him in there with the St. Helens ones. I feel I feel like like you said, you look at that back five, I mean Tessie New's not a terrible player, but Yeah. Probably the wink link. I feel like Corey Oates fits into a Wayne Bennett system quite well. Uh, I don't think he's going to need two bigger coins to come and play next to Hammer, Asako, Avarillo, and Farmworth in a back five. Um, gets to be put on that left wing if they decide to pick him over. Testing you. He's not going to run at Broncos, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think Corey Oates could be, could be a shout. I've got... Uh, they seem say, to love signing Broncos players as well. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. I'm going to go... F- I've got four. Or two more. We'll see. We'll see if you can... All right. If you pick any of them. I've I don't got, think you will because... I've got Charlie Staines. All right. He's off contract right now. He doesn't have a contract for next year. Okay. He'd be cheap. And you want to add a bit more pace to that back line? Well, there you go. Um, he's more of a Do you a think winger. Staines will... Would you play Staines in the Tigers team? Yes. I would too. I got him in your best. I'd have him in Tupo. Him in Tupo. Unfortunately for Noff. Yeah. But I think Noff... Time's it, up. I, I, I want Noff to go to somewhere where he can compete. Like, I'd love for him to go to Para. And just have a chance to win yeah, a column. You know, somewhere where he can have the best time of his life. Like Melbourne. Like yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, yeah crazy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I have Staines. I, I have Staines and Knopf, basically. They were two of my players. Yep. Uh, because I think they need to target another winger. I think Knopf Aluma brings a lot of experience to that back line. Um, and I think Staines is really quick and adds to the youth of that back line. So I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either option. Um, and I think, yeah, both of them have a good chance to take that spot on that left wing. Uh, both can play on the left wing. And I think they would both be tremendous out on the left wing, actually. I think that would fit the Dolphins' system really well. I think Herbie would really help them both with their, you know, sometimes defensive lapses. And I think they just add a lot of experience. You know, Staines has been to grand finals. Knopf's been around the block. He's a winger, former winger of the year. And I think, yeah, I think both of them would add a lot of output um, to that Dolphins team. Yep. Th- these next two guys are kind of just depth. Um, this one I'd probably play at the 17 jersey, maybe over UNA. Can I feel like, I've been saying that a lot this episode, I, I think this guy can have a major impact on some teams. I feel like his best footy is still in him and he just hasn't had a crack at mm-hmm. most clubs. I feel like he suits Wayne Bennett's system perfectly. It's mm-hmm. Tepai Maroa. Yeah, Right. Whenever I watched him play this year, he was he was hustling. The runs he took, the hit ups, the defense, he was like granted he was only playing thirty minutes or so, so you can whether he can keep that up over a long period of time, I don't know. I don't think he'd need to at the Dolphins. They've already got a, <laughs> quite a few forwards at the moment. But yeah, I, I think Tepa Maroa could be could be a good pickup for the Dolphins, even if it's just a depth signing. Mm. I think he's really good. I think he's really underrated. All right, so I want to explain this next one, okay? I want to explain this. Okay. All right, so I'm going to name you some forwards, all right? And you tell me you tell me what all of them have in common. Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Barlow, Joe Afangawi, Wurumu Gregg, Sean Lane, Bryce Cartwright, Jermaine Hopgood. Um... Oh, I think they all play for Parramatta. They all play for Parramatta. That's correct. Well done. Uh, I want to ask you another question. No problems, mate. Where does Maddo fit in there? Mate, I'd be starting Maddo. 
If and that's why sec- Maddo will be playing for the Dolphins if, if in 2025. Not, if not at the second row, I, I would I would even start him over Hopgood, to be honest. I I, th- I I would start him at second row, just to put that out there. I think Maddo had a chance to go to the Dolphins. He turned him back. I think now is a perfect opportunity. Maddo apparently offering him around for Josh Adokar. And if I was the Dolphins, I'd be taking up some of that salary just to improve the pack even more. Mate, Maddo would be incredible. Where did he put him, though? Second row? Mm. Over? Kenny. Bring Kenny off a bench. Yeah, okay. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Insane pack, that would be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, and they then need that, all, all they need is a prop to replace Him Bromwich. over Kenny or Kafusi, whichever one you want to bring off a bench. Like, all, all they would I'm need out. is a prop to replace Bromwich after that when Bromwich decides he wants to retire. Maddo can play prop. So, he's on 700k, so you could be picking up some de- decent boys with that. And I think if you tempt, if you, I think that Para can tempt Para. Did I really just say that? Para. <laughs> the Dolphins can tempt Para by offering to pay a big chunk of that salary that Maddo's got. Cody Nikarima trade for Maddo. Nah. I got even better. X-Factor Jack Bostock's trade for, for Ryan Madison. Um, but yeah, I think Maddo, is it realistic? Maybe not, but I think we're talking off-season targets for a team that's that needs to recruit high-level players. And I think Ryan Madison, with the news of him being offered kind of around for Adokar and stuff, yeah. jump on it, see see if you can get him. Now that you mentioned his name, I don't even mind off of Hengali. Yeah, I don't mind him too. Before, also, uh, doesn't I think any one of those para forwards you can kind of pick out. Yeah. Like you can pick one of them, and except for Hockwood, I think he's untouchable. Yeah. Likely. Uh, the last one I've got... Look, it's more of a depth signing. Don't think it'll happen, but I don't think it'd be too bad for them. Could be a potential target. I went to Mario Martin. I think, yeah. he, I think he's going to lose his spot to Luke Metcalf. Yep. If not at the start of the season, by the end of the season, I think he will. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Metcalf should be starting there. I don't think tomorrow Martin's going to come off the bench. They've got Dylan Walker. And CHT now. And, yeah, Harris Tavita. They've got a lot of options mm. to come off the bench. So, yeah, I, I, I think tomorrow Martin... Will need to start looking for other clubs, and I feel like if they want that experience, six, who's I mean been around Premiership teams, uh, has a lot of finals experience. I feel like tomorrow Martin's a guy that they should be looking at to bring in. Yeah, I do like that. I really like that signing, and I liked it so much that I just forgot who one of the players was. Just give me a sec. Come back to it. Come back. Yep, I was on that path. Yep, that was zigzagging through there, and then I got to there. And now I'm right there. Now I'm gonna go here. Is it Jack Wellsby again? No, it's it's not. Morgan Knowles. Just, just can I just look at the NRL teams, please, on the <laughs> on the ladder? Because do you like, remember what position you were going for? Start there. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it, man? Um, what what position were you looking uh, to replace? Bro, no, hang on. Nathan Brown. There we go. Yeah. Nathan Brown. Really not that big of a blockbuster. But he's, he's a manly boy. Nathan Brown, I think, would bring a lot of experience to the pack and could be very useful in a lot of ways. Um, and I think you get him on a cheap deal. I think he could be a rotational player, a very experienced player. I think my main thing for the Dolphins is just to, just to add experience and a better fit into certain positions that I think he would just occupy that bench role really nicely and you can even start him at 13 when you got some injuries. I think it's really good depth. Yeah. I'm with you, mate. All right. I think that might do us for today. 
Yeah, I mean, we got contract situations here, but we kind of talked about what everyone's on. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good for that. I mean, I feel like they're in a very good position. They've got some players who are on expiring deals within the next two years, Mm. some guys that might end up retiring that, I mean, they haven't even used up most of their cap yet, and they're going to get that cash as well. Yeah. They could be going after some big-time players. I could see that. Me too. I could see that. Dearden and Katoa long-term? Don't well, mind that at Dude's all. only 25. Yeah. Don't mind that at all. All right. Well, we'll let you go, lads. Wow, that was a really loud clap. Um, we will... I don't know what's going on with Sunday pod. Everyone's just busy, so... Tough. That's tough. Um, But, you know, we'll let you know if we are dropping a Sunday pod. Um, Make sure you go hit the Instagram. It's been Matt Dead. Sorry about that. But... Nah, mate, it's the off season. It's the off season. We'll, we'll be back. Don't, we'll, don't yeah, you worry we'll about back. that. Just boys. allow us. Allow the, the 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 cobwebs and the dust to grow, uh, on our on our page, and then we'll come and brush it off once the once the season starts kicking back up. Preseason's in a few weeks, um, so make sure you're tuned into that. Don't believe every story you read. Stay blessed. Be safe. If we don't see you on Sunday, then uh, we'll see you back here again next Wednesday. Four. Four. I want to say Titans. Four. Could be Manly. Titans or Manly? Four. Uh, let, me, let me get this. Four. Let me get this up. I feel so like it's the Titans. If we don't, so if we don't see you on Sunday, we'll see you back here on Wednesday for... Oh, we'll see you back on Wednesday here for... Uh, it's the Titans. Titans. We'll then see you back here on Wednesday for Titans. Manly, mate. You've got to wait till the end I for the Tigers. I yeah, I know. And I'm glad. I'm glad because that means we're going to sign someone in between that who's going to put us into premiership contention. Uh, but anyway, lads, stay blessed, stay safe. We will see you at some point. Can't promise when, but we'll see you there. Much love. Laters.